Hello, I'm Christina Rosvodowska, Head of Corporate Sales, CIMIA, Global Transaction Services, Bank of America, and you're listening to the Treasury Insights Podcast. With me today, Daniel Chomans from Etihad Airways, Group Treasurer, who will explore the risks and opportunities arising from ESG in the airline industry. Welcome, Daniel. Hello, Christina. Thank you very much for having me. The aviation and aerospace sectors face increasing challenges associated with the requirements and expectations relating to ESG, or environmental, social and government issues. With that in mind, Daniel, given your experience, how is ESG affecting the industry and markets around your company? Thanks, Christina. Great question. Etihad Airways, we're very proud of being a global leader in sustainable aviation. And our ESG story goes many years back. From 2011, we were the founding member of the Sustainable Bioenergy Research Consortium, and a number of different milestones along the way. For example, the first flight with biofuel took off to Washington, D.C. back in 2012. And in 2019, we conducted the world's longest single-use plastic-free flight from Abu Dhabi, our home, to Brisbane, Australia. On the Treasury side as well, we've also been pretty active. 2019, we issued the first loan directly linked to projects that we were undertaking that were aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. That was quickly followed in 2020 by the world's first transition to coup. And in 2021, we issued a sustainability link loan, which was linked directly to a number of key KPIs that are measured across our entire business. And these KPIs encompass both environmental, social, and governance components. As it stands today, we have dozens of ESG projects going across our entire business. Most famously, the iconic Greenliner program, which was initially a collaboration with Boeing, but has now been extended to over 40 different strategic partners across our entire ecosystem. We've also been very active with Airbus, and this year we've launched the Sustainability 50, which is a manifestation of our strategic partnership and focused on our most recent addition to our fleet, the Airbus A350. Thinking more broadly about the market, we've been very active. We're very fortunate to have a number of strategic partners, our customers, our suppliers, and of course, financial partners such as Bank of America have been a key part of our journey, working with us to look at new ways to build on our sustainability programs and to provide innovative products and solutions to us. Thank you, Daniel. Your industry has just come out of one of the largest crises it's ever gone through. How do you keep ESG a priority with everything that's been going on in this kind of recovery mode? Thanks, Christine. Great point. COVID-19 unleashed the biggest crisis in commercial aviation history, and we're still really living through what's hopefully the latter stages of that. And whilst the industry is enjoying a long-awaited resurgence as the world begins to open up and travel again, it's clear that we as an industry need to continue to transform as we work towards our targets for a net zero world. Specifically within the industry, there's three areas that we're focusing on in order to meet our targets. We work on energy efficiency, which is bringing in new engines, new improved aircraft design, focusing on investments and utilisation of decarbonisation technologies, for example, hydrogen fuels, biofuels, and more efficient battery operations. And thirdly, on carbon offsets, which is specific industry schemes such as Corsair, which is the carbon offsetting and reduction scheme for international aviation. We're very active and we see it as a big priority, even coming out of the COVID-19 crisis. Thank you. It's amazing to hear all that's being done. Have any treasury procedures or controls been modified thanks to ESG? 
Yes, absolutely. Lots of changes. Many of our new financings are linked to ESG targets, for example, which need to be monitored, reported and audited very regularly to ensure compliance. We've also begun to include ESG-linked financial instruments within our portfolio of market instruments. We're also looking at ways in which we can work more closely with our suppliers to provide financing terms that reflect their own commitment to sustainability. That's really interesting. I also think about Treasury and what has happened over the last few years is that we've been seeing a lot of going paperless, which is one of the ESG's objectives, digitising processes. I think there's a real aspect around technology and the challenge there. Are you, Daniel, able to find the right vendors and fintechs that are helping you on that path? From our perspective, we see the transition and the move to more sustainable world has been truly global endeavour that impacts us all. The transition can't be achieved through acting alone or in isolation. With this in mind, we're constantly looking for like-minded partners who can support our ESG goals. We are very fortunate to have some fantastic partners We've worked with a number of fintechs and different vendors at various stages of development, some more nascent, some more established, but we're always looking to ways to grow our network. I think this is really what's driving the innovation in the space at the moment, and it's a very exciting time. I would emphasise we're always on the lookout for new partners to work with who can bring something new to us. We pride ourselves on the value of our innovation and on our approach, so we are always looking for new partners to work with. That's absolutely great, and we can help you with that. It seems that Now is the time to build a more resilient, future-proof ESG strategy from everything that you've been saying. What are the main drivers that will allow the shift to happen, you think, in the finance and treasury functions in the airline sector, or maybe even wider? And what are the lessons that we've learned so far? Yes, thanks, Christina. There's a number of key drivers for me, but I think before that, there is something very important which must underpin and be the foundation of what an organisation is looking to do. It's having that broader sort of strategic imperative and the broader sort of ecosystem in place and for us as an airline we obviously have a number of industry bodies that are supporting us the international civil aviation authority IATA for example who help to set an overall industry position we then have full alignment at a national level and it's a privilege and honor to be resident here in the UAE and a country that's very focused on moving from a hydrocarbon focused economy to becoming a global thought leader around sustainability Again, at a corporate level, and I spoke at the start of the podcast around some of the things that Etihad's been doing for a number of years now, just a small sample of the things that we're involved in. But having that strategic mindset and that strategic drive right across the business to drive sustainability, everybody is expected to play a role in doing that. But when that cascades down to the treasury function or the finance function more broadly, it does give a great deal of support. That really facilitates a lot of opportunity to push forward some of the projects that we've been fortunate enough to be able to deliver here at Etihad and the Etihad Treasury. In terms of my five key drivers in the space, I think first and foremost, you need that strong governance in place. We've had a lot of experience working with a number of second party opinion providers, the likes of Sustainalytics, for example, which helps to bring some credibility to what you're doing. Transparency is always key. Having strong reporting in place all helps to position that strong governance which is going to become an increasingly important part of the ESG or broad sustainable finance landscape. People expect there to be very strong governance in place. Secondly, linked in a way to the governance is the need for standardisation. And this has to happen at a global level, but also at an industry level. So that investors, when looking at a corporate, when looking at what they're doing, can be very clear on what the measurement is and, and how they are comparing one organisation against another and getting a very clear view of where they stand. 
Over time, the standardization will continue to build trust and reliability. Thirdly, corporates need to understand that this comes at a cost and that willingness to invest is key and over the long term differentiate those who are successful from those who face more challenges. We talked a little bit about technology, that is obviously going to be a big driver. Investment, particularly in that space, is going to be key in really being successful and driving this forward. Fourth, I spoke already about our partners and we're very fortunate the network we have and we always look to grow that, but having access to like-minded institutions who are looking to take this forward, whether that's banks, fintechs, regulators, but also with our suppliers, our customers, with all of the touch points that we have, it's important to have those touch points and have that alignment so you're all working together. As I mentioned before, this is something that one organisation cannot achieve on their own. It has to really be a whole ecosystem moving forward together. Finally, this is probably for me anyway, and looking back on our experiences the last few years, I think having an open mind. A lot of what we're seeing now in the space is moving very quickly. A lot of it is novel. We are having to rapidly catch up and keep on top of all of the various developments. But having an open mind, being willing and able to challenge the status quo, that is absolutely key. We'll drive forward thinking in this space. Certainly, if we look at our own journey, I think in many ways, having that open-minded approach, being creative and being open to change the way you do things, to look at new products, to look at different ways of working, to fully and better encompass some of the sustainability or ESG themes is the most critical component that we've found as we've gone on our journey. There are many, many more questions I'd love to ask, but this is all the time will allow us. Daniel, thank you for your insights. Thank you very much for having me, Christina. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm Christina Rosbodowska, Head of Corporate Sales, CIMIA, Global Transaction Service at Bank of America. My co-host today, Daniel Tromans, Group Treasurer at Etihad Airways. Thank you for listening to our Treasury Insights podcast series. Bank of America and B of A Securities are the marketing names used by the Global Banking and Global Markets Divisions of Bank of America Corporation. Lending, other commercial banking activities, and trading in certain financial instruments are performed globally by banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, including Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Trading in securities and financial instruments and strategic advisory and other investment banking activities are performed globally by investment banking affiliates of Bank of America Corporation, investment banking affiliates, including in the United States, B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp., both of which are registered broker-dealers and members of SIPC and in other jurisdictions by locally registered entities. B of A Securities Incorporated and Merrill Lynch Professional Clearing Corp. are registered as Futures Commission Merchants with the CFTC and are members of the NFA. Investment products offered by investment banking affiliates are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.